Hey everybody, I'm Dee Decker, Director of Communications at Beargrass Christian Church, and welcome to our podcast. We have a couple of episodes to go with the sermon series, A New Spirit. Throughout the series, we have been thinking about God's spiritual gifts and what to do with them. We've thought about gratitude, peace, hope, and compassion. In this episode, we will focus on growth and diving into Colossians 1, 1 through 14 with Dr. Lee Bond. In Colossians 1, Paul addresses this theme of growing in faith and spiritual maturation. Although we are reading, quote, somebody else's mail, perhaps we will be able to discern some of the important qualities and characteristics of the Christian faith. Here now is Dr. Lee Bond. Again, thanks to all of you for being present uh, this morning. We have two weeks to go with our uh, current sermon series, A New Spirit, and so far we have thought about gratitude and peace and hope and compassion, and today we will, we will think about the, uh, the gift of growth. Uh, I, I know there's some questions about the authorship of Colossians, but for our purposes today, let's just call him Paul. Uh, the Apostle Paul recognized that just as we grow and mature physically, we also grow and mature uh, spiritually, and uh, it's a common theme in uh, various parts of a number of his letters. You probably uh, recall the time when he said, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as infants in Christ. I fed you milk, uh, not solid food, because you weren't quite ready to he- hear the heavy stuff. It's basically what he's saying. So he talks about the spiritual maturation process. He also referred to this growing process in one of our favorite chapters in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, thought like a child, reason like a child. Uh, when I became an, an adult, I put an end to childish ways. So there's there are numerous references like that. In Colossians, Paul addresses the theme of spiritual maturation. And although we are kind of reading somebody else's mail, I, I hope that we today will, will will cultivate and embrace these uh, virtues. We're hearing a lot about uh, advances in in virtual reality, Uh, but I invite you to consider the virtue reality uh, that Paul describes in Scripture in a spirit-filled life. As I mentioned to our children, we are very familiar with physical growth. Uh, Somewhere along the way, um, we get to be called grown-ups, right? I'm not sure what the magic number is. What do you think? 18? 21, 25, 30, 65, I'm, I'm not sure, but, but it happens, and when it comes, we celebrate the joy of adult responsibilities, right? All the problems and bills and everything that comes with, but no. But, but I, wonder, I wonder if once, once in a while, some of us long to see the world again through the eyes of a child. I know Paul said, I put that stuff away, but wouldn't it be good to bring it out once in a while? It's been one of the blessings of being a grandparent, of course. The triplets, the three wee kings, uh, will be two years old on July 30th. And they have done so very well since their very uh, premature birth. I've got some some pictures to show. Uh, this is the a picture from NICU, and that, that ring is Brian's ring around the arm of one of the boys. That's how small they were. Uh, fortunately, as we get close to two years old, here they are. Uh, Daddy's coming home, and so they're looking out the window. And here are their two-year-old picks. So there you go. We got Aiden in the middle, surrounded by the identicals uh, 
Theo and Bryson. So thank you for your love and support to get to get them to this place. And thanks be to God for the miracle of life among us. But these three guys, <laughs> they remind me again of the simple joy of new discovery of even old things. Chelsea and Brian amaze me because they keep track of it all for all three at the same time. I mean, they're a, they're a marvel to behold. Uh, I'll be over there and they'll say, Aiden, Aiden, oh, good job. That's the first time you've said that. Oh, Bryson, great job. That's the first time you've done that. Theo, oh, that's the first time you've climbed up there. Now, get out, get out. Uh, but, but, but they keep track of all three. And, and when one does something for the first time and when it happens, they, they applaud, they rejoice, and we get caught up in all that. And it's, it's, a, it's wonderful. Are there days when it would be great to be a child again? A man asked his wife what she would like for her birthday, and she kind of sighed and said, oh, I'd love to be 10 again. And so, oh, oh, he started to plan for special ways to celebrate her birthday on the morning of the big day. He woke her up early, said, honey, honey, I've got a great surprise for you. I have a delightful day planned. And trying to please her, he decided to take her to a theme park. And trying to please him, she cooperated. What a day. They rode every ride in the place, and five hours later, they staggered out of the park, and her head was reeling. Her stomach was in knots. She was nauseous. The next stop was McDonald's for kids' meals, and then they went on to see the latest Spider-Man movie, uh, and they finally arrived back home about midnight, and she wobbled into the house and collapsed on the bed. And he was so pleased, he leaned over and spoke lovingly and tenderly to her dear Oh dear, what was it like to, to be 10 again? And she said, you misunderstood me. I was talking about my dress size. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, anybody made a mistake like that out there? Well-intentioned. Uh, but would you like to be 10 again just for a few hours? And yet we, we can't. Life keeps rolling and, and we're called and challenged to continue to, to grow and, and uh, mature. Science News tells us something we probably already know. They, they uh, tell us that uh, we used to think children grew steadily, kind of on a straight line, but now we realize there are sporadic fits and starts to their growth. I think my folks used to call it growing pains, but uh, that growth in children is what we call saltatory, abrupt jumps and starts. And just prior to these jumps and starts, there's often fussiness and hunger and sleepiness. And you have witnessed that uh, yourself if you've been around kiddos. So what about our spiritual growth? Uh, could similar things happen in our spiritual life? Is spiritual growth uh, sporadic, kind of full of fits and starts and jumps? And you know, how can we tell if people are actually growing? And what, what kind of fruit do we look for? In their lives, the authors of the Fresh Encounter study uh, share these thoughts. They they address the question: What does it mean? What's it mean to be filled with this Spirit? And they write: It's it is complete surrender to God's activity in our lives and divine empowerment to follow God's commands. It is not a once in a lifetime activity. That's important. It's not a once-in-a-lifetime activity, but a daily filling of the Spirit in our lives. God's hand is to be on everything that we do. So, 
we hope to make progress uh, as we grow. And God, thank God, God loves us as we are, amen, but doesn't want to leave us where we are, amen. Uh, God wants us to become more and more like like Jesus. C.S. Lewis expressed it this way some years ago. He said it may be hard for an egg to turn into a bird, but it would be much harder for it to learn to fly while remaining an egg. We like we are like eggs at present. We must be hatched or go bad, he says. And yet, if we try to graph our growth, it won't be a straight line. It'll be full of twists and turns and trials and triumphs, uh, full of disappointments, detours, but also delights as we we get closer to God. It's kind of like the seeker who went to a saint for some advice and guidance and he sat down and asked, tell me, wise one, wise one, how did you become so holy? And the saint said two words, and the seeker asked, and what are those two words, please? And the saint said, right choices. And the seeker said, well, how do you learn to choose correctly? And the saint said, one word, growth. The seeker asked, but wise one, how does one grow? And the saints said two words, wrong choices. (laughs) So let us not be discouraged because we will make mistakes along the way. And uh, there will be lulls and log jams and block, block, but we can't stay stagnant. We've got to keep on moving. There will be signs of progress and growth. Paul proclaims this to the uh, the folks first uh, Christian Colossae. He, he says, we've heard about your faith and the love that you have. You have been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard the gospel and truly comprehended the grace of God. And then he offers this prayer that they will lead lives worthy of the Lord, bearing fruit in every good work and listen, growing in the knowledge of God. And then he picks the fruit. Listen, wisdom understanding, joy, strength, endurance, patience, gratitude, redemption, forgiveness. Wouldn't you like to have a life full of that kind of fruit? In these days when there is such moral depravity, wouldn't it be great if more people lived out this kind of virtue reality? But how can we tell? How can we tell if we're making progress or those around us? You know, we can't, uh, I can't say, wow, Susan, you look so much more spiritual this week. I don't, you know, how, how do you tell? If we're, you know, maybe it's not in the words or the appearance. Maybe it's more in the actions and the interactions with those around us. You know, we can't address all those fruits Paul mentioned, but, but I wonder if, if a few virtue reality stories might help us just begin to think about what it looks like. For instance, uh, heard about it a teacher who had to supervise <laughs> a year-end elementary school band concert. Been to a few of those, him, right? Um, he writes, as the director raised the baton, I sat back and for some reason expected to hear a beautiful symphony. <laughs> to my shock, I heard instead a horrid cacophony of squeaks, honks, Uh, upbeat notes on the downbeat and a miserable march and I panicked and I grew impatient and I looked at my watch and I was going to try to get out before anybody really noticed. (laughs) And then, and then I heard a gentle voice inside. The voice said, these are children. 
They are learning. They're doing very well. The voice, of course, spoke truth and patience and wisdom. And he said, I was judging them according to my expectations, not accepting them for who they really were. And at that moment, this music became lovely to me. And I sat back and thoroughly enjoyed the rest of the concert. And I was the loudest one to cheer at its finale. (laughs) That voice, that inner voice that speaks to us. Some words from Frederick Beekner were written many decades ago, but uh, they come from a room called Remember, and they are incredibly relevant again today. He writes, it's not great poetry, perhaps, and many a cynical word could be spoken about how the golden door that the Statue of Liberty lights with her torch turned out for many to be the door to a wretchedness greater than they had left behind on the teeming shores of their homelands. But he says, I think the old words still have power if we let them to, to move us, to, to touch us close to where we live now. And the reason they have such power, he says, is that one way or another, those words are about us. Whether we're rich or poor, whether our forebears came to this country on the Mayflower or a New England slave ship, or a 19th century clipper, or a jet. Those huddled masses are a part of who all of us are, both as individuals and as people. They are our fathers and mothers. They're our common past in countless ways. We are the homeless and tempest-tossed, waiting on our own Ellis Islands for the great promise to be kept of a new world, a new life, which... We have yet to find. We are the ones who still yearn to breathe free. We stand not merely like them, but in a sense with them. And maybe it is only when we see that it is our own story that we can really understand it and ourselves. It's an interesting perspective. Finally, some of you are uh, familiar with the selection of poems and prayers called Birdsong. These were written by children in concentration camps many years ago, and they've been circulating again because of some of our current events, but they're amazing, powerful expressions of hope and forgiveness, expressions of Christian virtues. One extraordinary prayer was left by the body of a dead child who wrote, Dear God, remember not only the people of goodwill, but also those of ill will, but don't remember the suffering they inflicted upon us. Remember the fruits we have bought thanks to this suffering, the fruits of comradeship, loyalty, humility, courage, generosity, the greatness of heart, which has grown out of all of this. And dear God, when they come to judgment, let all of the fruits that we have borne become their forgiveness. How can anybody write that kind of prayer? How can anybody pray for their persecutors 
even their murderers to be spared because of the gains of grace caused by suffering. Friends, you, you know, we cannot do that by ourselves. It, 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 it's another gift from God. And maybe, you know, maybe when I grow up, I can be like that child. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and be sure to listen to all eight episodes of a new spirit sermon series. You will definitely want to check out our conversations with Dr. Susan Lowe. Her and I sit down and talk about life, lament, and grief. Also, I'd love for you to reach out to me with any ideas or feedback you have about the podcast so far. We're planning some great conversations in the coming weeks with Dr. Lee Bond and Reverend Rob Schrader. If you've got some topic ideas, hit me up at the church office or drop me an email at d at beargrass.org. As always, remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to check out our website at www.beargrass.org. There you'll find out about all of our service times, our location, and upcoming events. We'd love to see you around the table this weekend. Until then, grace and peace.